Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. so I don't know what I'm going to say from service to service, which is what I like. Um, But can I tell you what I love about this church is we're just transparent and real. Like, we're just a bunch of broken people that God is still using. And I love what Shannon said, man, he can turn uh, beauty from ashes. And if you're here today and you're just like, man, I just don't know if there's going to be purpose in my life, how God's going to use it. Can I tell you, give God a chance. Give God a chance and watch him do something that you would never think you could do on your own. Um, Today we are starting our series called Makers and Breakers. Makers and Breakers. And we're going to be talking the next two weeks, uh, not this week, but the next following two weeks um, about dating. And then we're going to get into marriage. And um, But today I want to talk about being single, being a party of one, having a me party, um, whatever else you want to call it, um, but being single. And it's startling... uh, a stat that I found out this week, four out of 10 adults in the U.S. are single. Four out of 10 adults in the U.S. are single. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of people, right? That's 40%. I'm pretty good at math. Um, that's 40% of our population. And everybody lighten up. We're going to have fun. Like, because here's the deal. It, it's, it's amazing to me that 40% of the population is single, and yet the churches do such a horrible job talking about being single, if we talk about it at all. True? I mean, let's just call it the way it is. We we don't don't talk about it, and, and then when we do talk about it, we just do it awful. Like, we're, we're, when we're done talking about being single, you feel like something's wrong with you if you're single, right? You're walking out like, I'm a total loser. Um, I have missed God's will and God's purpose for my life. You have that, that person that's like, it's, it's okay. You know, God's still on the throne. He's, you know, Philippians 1, 3, he will finish the work he started in you. I think it's actually Philippians 1, 6, but, you know, it's like, and you're like, okay, but man, I thought I was kind of okay until you told me different. And you kind of come out of this place and you feel like you're disease written because you have singleitis, right? And you're like, don't, don't rub me, don't come up against me or you might catch it. And, and we just don't do a really good job about talking about how do you stay, how do you stay single in this world, in this culture? And how do you do it in a godly way? And so today, before we get going, before we uh, really get into the message, I want to say this. I'm not coming at this like I know where you're at. 
Okay, I, I don't want to be that naive. I don't want to be that full of it to where I'm like, dude, I totally get it. Back when I was 19, I was single. And you're like, you've been married for 20 years. You've been, you dated Casey for two years before you got married. The last time I was single, New Kids on the Block was still cool. And Jason, Justin Timberlake was a wee little lad, right? Um, if he was even born, it's like, bro, bro, bro no. And so here, here's what I want to tell you. As your pastor, I'm not going to get up here and say, hey, I totally know how you feel because I don't. But what I have done is I've called a bunch of people that are single, a bunch of people that have been single recently, different ages, different phases in life, and said, talk to me. Talk to me. What do you need to know? What, what, hey, here's what I'm thinking about talking about. Is this just the dumbest thing you've heard? Or is this helpful? Is this applicable? And some of them were like, yes, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And some, but most of them were like, no, this is, this is great. And they helped create and form this. So, so hear me. As I'm talking today, this isn't coming across as a person that's been married for 22 years. This is our church talking this message to you right Right there with you. And as we go into this, Shannon said something that I think is really key. He wasn't planning on his life turning out like it did. He, he wasn't planning on, after 17 years of marriage, getting a divorce and all of a sudden finding himself single. You know, that, that wasn't the plan. And some of you, you're here and, and where you are in life, you weren't planning on your life looking like it looks like. I know for my dad, when my mom passed away, he, he, he was all of a sudden found himself single and a widow. Widower. Sorry, dad. Totally man. All the time. Um, and, and he was like, I, I thought we would be married forever. You know, that was the plan starting off. And yet he finds himself single. And some of you, you thought maybe you would be married by this stage. Maybe you didn't think it would be so hard. But I do remember my dad talking to me and saying why he was still single. Man, it was, it was just, it was just so lonely. It was just coming home to a quiet house was just so hard. And so today, I don't want us to gloss over this moment and be like, single's not hard. Being single is the greatest thing that's ever going to happen in your life. Some of you, it's a great thing, right? Some of you, you love it because you can eat ice cream when you want. Your wife doesn't get on to you. You can watch the Lifetime movie show or whatever it's called, and your husband's not like, stupid, dumb. You know, you can, you can do what you want, go where you want. You don't have to ask permission. It's great. It's wonderful, and you're thriving, and you're doing okay with it. But for some of us, it's hard. It's lonely. And you're having a really hard time. Let's lean into that for a second. Let, let's not ignore it. Let's not pop out some magical spiritual circus clown and be like, yeah, hey, this should make you smile and be happy. Let, let's, let's lean into that today because while there may be loneliness there, we've got to learn to deal with the loneliness. And the first thing I would tell you today about being single in this whole thing is don't let loneliness turn into stupid. 
Don't let loneliness turn into, you're going to hear me say stupid more in the next five minutes than you've heard me in almost 11 years of being a pastor at Foundation Church. Don't let loneliness turn into stupid. Proverbs 12 verse 1 says this, to accept correction is wise, to reject it is stupid. And here's what's going to happen for some of us. Some of us, you're going to hear this message and you're going to say, oh, that's not, that's not true of my situation. And you're going to say you're the exemption to the situation, right? Well, my situation is different. And what is biblically true and a principle that is true for all just doesn't fit my situation. And, and hear me, if you do that, you're going to become the victim of your exception. You're going to become the victim of your exception. And I want us to just understand this message, whether you're married, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, whether you're a teenager, man, this message has something for you because the Word of God does not return void. And this morning, there's something that He wants to do in you. And for some of us, we're ignoring everybody's biblical advice. We're ignoring what everybody has to say. And, it's, and the Bible says this, to ignore correction is stupid. I, I heard somebody when I was talking to this uh, about this point, she, she said, you know, loneliness, don't let loneliness turn stupid's great, but also don't let loneliness turn into desperation. And she was like, because a lot of times when you're stupid, you're desperate. And I was like, whoo, girl, that preaches. Like, ooh, get up here and just talk. She's like, no, thank you. Um, there, there's times where we just engage in doing things that are stupid because we are lonely. And if you're sitting there going, well, what, what, what do you constitute as stupid? Here's what I would constitute as stupid. It's compromising where and compromising on what you shouldn't. Compromising where you shouldn't and compromising what you shouldn't. The Bible says this in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. It doesn't say if you are married, you'll keep my commandments. It doesn't say if you are in a relationship. It doesn't say if you're only single, you have to listen to me. It says if you, if you are a follower of Christ, if you really love me, if you're really about following me, you'll keep my commandments. And the way that we love him and the way that we keep his commandments is by putting him first. Right, putting him first in our life, conducting ourselves, whether we're married, whether we're engaged, whether we're single, conducting ourselves in the way that he's instructed us through his scriptures to conduct and to live our lives, and that he is not your option B. Right? Oh, well, I'll start working on it if my relationship doesn't turn out well. No, 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 no. That's not following his commands. That's seeing how your mess works out, and then he's your fallback plan. God doesn't want to be your fall, fallout guy, right? He doesn't want to be your fallback plan. He's saying, no, 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 no. If you are going to really, if you love me, man, live out what I commanded. Do, do, what, I, do what I'm saying. Live this thing out. And, and so there's, there's a way that stupid works, right? We understand this. Stupidity functions and works 
you know, stupid is as stupid does. Um, you know, there's a function, um, the way that stupid works, and there's a way that wisdom works. And what they say and what they do are two totally different ways. Here's what wisdom would say to you. Wisdom would say to wait. Wait. Stupid says, hurry and rush. Go, go, go. Your biological clock is ticking. You're not going to be able to have babies forever. You know, I know that he might be ugly, but that may be as good as it gets. Just go into it, you know. I know she may be psycho and controlling, but, you know, rush, you don't know if another one better is going to come along the way, you know. And I'm just like, no, that's stupid, right? Wisdom says, no, no, no. Get wisdom and get understanding. You know how you get wisdom and you get understanding? We're going to talk about this a lot next week. Time. Time. It takes time. Some of us, we think, well, I know he ain't the dreamboat, but he may be my best shot. Can I tell you, let's stay away from that right there. Right? That's not wisdom speaking to you. If you have to talk yourself into a relationship with her and say, she's not too crazy, let me, let's, 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 let's wait. Let's wait. Let's breathe deep because, man, foolishness is always going to make you rush and make really rash decisions and emotional decisions. Man, wisdom says, wait, wisdom says, find out who you are. Stupidity, ignorance says, ignore who you are, right? Uh, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that bad of a guy. Ignore who you are and excuse who they are. That, that, well, they may not be perfect. All of us have our faults. No, no, no. What you're doing isn't what wisdom says. Man, own who you, own who you are. Find out who you are. Don't ignore who you are and excuse who they are. Wisdom says, where you meet and how you meet matters. Where you meet and how you meet matters. Even if it's on Christian Mingle, Shannon. Like we got no kickbacks from Christian Mingle, but Christian Mingle, I'm looking at you right now. We need some money for that advertisement. So like, come on. Where you meet and how you meet matters. Stupid says this, anywhere and anyone will do. And let me just put a caveat on this. It, God will never send you someone else's spouse to be the answer to your situation. Woo! I tell you, God is never going to answer your prayer by, with someone else's spouse. Well, their marriage is already in trouble. They're still married. Keep your hands off. They aren't yours. It's got a ring on it, right? Don't, no. I don't, I don't care the situation. Once again, you're excusing your situation, and when you excuse your situation, you become the victim of your exception. Man, how you meet, it, it matters. It matters. If you are, hear me, how you meet matters. We, we don't understand why we, don't, why we have dysfunctional relationships. It's because it started off dysfunctional. Um, I got to keep moving. Wisdom says, surround yourself with others that love Christ. The stupid thing to do is isolate. Tell yourself you're all alone. Wisdom says, be the someone before you date someone. Stupid says, I have to have someone, anyone, right? It's the whole point of, man, lo- don't let loneliness turn into desperation. 
Wisdom says wait for the right one. Stupid says settle for anyone. James 1.5 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. I love this verse because it says God will give generously to you. It doesn't mean that he's just going to give you a small amount of wisdom. If you, It's almost like going to Brahms and if they pull out a new thing of ice cream and they're going to scoop the ice cream out, you get like the kid that looked like me in mid-high screech and his arm is shaking and he's trying to get the ice cream. It's like, this is so difficult. And he's like trying to scrape it because it's so hard and he's doing the double handshake and it's like, uh, and he gives you the tiniest dip of ice cream because he's a wuss, right? But then you get somebody's mamaw that's been scooping ice cream for a lifetime and she comes in and she got that grandma strength and she just starts working it, right? And she's like, oh, I'll give you a scoop of ice cream and she pops it on that cone you're like that's my ma'am all right that's how God gives wisdom when you ask he doesn't just give you a little bit and it says this he doesn't just give it to those who are perfect he gives it generously to all without finding fault it doesn't matter if you've been living your life in a wise way here's what the promise of the scripture is is if you will ask for wisdom he'll give it generously even if you've been living stupidly that's the kind of God you serve. It doesn't mean when he gives you wisdom that the wisdom's gonna get you out of your mess. Because if you got in the mess, it's gonna take a process to get you out of it. But he'll grant you wisdom. You just have to use it. Because it's what it says also in James four seventeen. Remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. It's a sin to know how I should conduct myself and then not conduct myself in that manner. Understand this because it's huge. The second thing I would tell you today is this. Get good at being single now. Be awesome where you are. Be good at being single now. Be awesome where you are. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 talks about being single. We don't talk about it much in the church because it makes all us married people feel really weird. But Paul says this, man, if you're married, that's great, fantastic, whatever. But if you're not, I, would, I wish you'd stay single. What? That sounds like crazy talk, Paul. He's like, because your life can be more productive for God's calling on your life. Stinks for all us married people, right? Do not look at your spouse and be like, man, I could be so much more productive for the Lord if I wasn't with you. <laughs> that is not good. And we can't fix that in this relationship series. I'm just telling you. But here's the deal. Paul is saying this because of this fact. He didn't wait to become someone until he found someone. The apostle Paul just became the man that God intended him to become all along. And some of you, it's like you're waiting like I do for a movie, watching it with my family. I got to make sure before we hit play, everybody's got their popcorn, everybody's seated, everybody's used the bathroom, we've got the dog situated, everybody's got their blanket, we're ready to go, and then we can push play, and then we can go on with the movie. And some of you, you've been waiting to push play for someone else to come into your life. I can't find that anywhere in the Bible. Why are you not pursuing the passion that God has placed in your life? 
Why are you not becoming the great somebody that God's called you to be? Man, don't just be okay. Be awesome where you find yourself at. But the problem is for a lot of us, we're too busy jumping around to thrive where we're at. And what I mean by that, we jump over into this relationship and we're like, well, this doesn't work and this doesn't fix me. And we jump over to this relationship and we're like, you're crazy and I'm crazy. This ain't going to work. And so then we stop just jumping into relationships. We're just looking for anybody. We're looking for a distraction. I'll go to this distraction. I'll go to this distraction. And when the distractions aren't enough, we get even more hollow and we get even more surface level. And we just try to start being worried about hooking up and hooking up and hooking up and tender and this and that. And we're jumping from thing to thing to thing. We never become who God's called us to be. We, we get lost in all the distractions and all the jumping and we never become awesome where God has planted us. But here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 26. It says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So listen to this. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I run with purpose in every step. You know what's crazy to me? Today, when we get ready to make homemade queso, if for some reason, Casey forgot to buy enough Rotel and the game's getting ready to start, I promise you, when I find that out, I'm going to the store because we're going to have us some queso. And I will go to the store. And when I get out, if I know the game's getting ready to start, there is an urgency in my steps, right? There is purpose in every step. I'm going to find the Rotel. I'm going to get to the cashier and I'm getting home as quick as possible. Uh, There's no wandering around, looking around like that looks good. No, 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 no. The game's getting ready to start. Queso is getting ready to be made. There is purpose in my steps. And what is crazy to me is that many of us, we walk with more purpose in a grocery store than we do in our spiritual walk. And it's true. You've just been wandering around. Well, I don't know really if I'm supposed to do this or if I'm supposed to do this. And I don't know if I'm supposed to gauge in this. And and Ephesians chapter five said this, man, be very wise how you live, not as the unwise, but as the wise. Um, Understanding, it says, uh, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And understanding and understand what the Lord's will is for you. Own it. Live up to it and eliminate waste, right? Get rid of all the fluff and start living your life. Singles, married people, teenagers, man, start living your life that there is purpose in everything you are doing. Be awesome where you are. The third thing is I would would tell you is this, you better know your worth and know who you are instead of allowing others to determine that for you. You better know your worth and know who you are instead of allowing others to determine that for you. I've got to tell you, finding your value is not tied to finding your spouse. Finding your value is not tied to you finding your spouse. I, I see this a lot on Instagram. And ladies, I'm not trying to pick on you. It's just what I see. I'm just reporting the news. I'm not making it, right? But I, I saw this week, it said, 
I got wifey written all over me, but some men just don't know how to read. I'm like, well, that's going to help you get a winner, right? Like, if you already started the relationship nagging, I'm sure a guy's like, me, me, me. Like, here's the deal. When you know you're worth something, when you know something's worth something, when you know something's valuable, you don't have to be like, hey, this is worth a lot of money. People know it, right? You don't have to tell. And when you know you're worth something, you don't have to tell other people. They know it. And some of you, you're trying to announce to everybody your worth. And you don't need to. You just need to realize your worth. It'll announce itself. Man, just realize your worth. And where we get this messed up is this. We, we bought into the lie of Jerry Maguire. I call it the Jerry Maguire lie. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you that, some of you are like, who's Jerry Maguire? Um, Jerry Maguire movie happened to, to hold the one of the best lines in movie, but it's the biggest bag of lies I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, Tom Cruise is sitting there, and he's talking to greasy-faced Renee Zellweger, and, um, and so they're looking. She does. It looks like you'd just slip right off if you went in for a kiss. Like, well, I missed your lips. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I said that all service long, but it's just in the back of my brain that I let it out. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> And they, they've broken up, <laughs> and this will probably be the one we use for the podcast. Oh, man, this, and they've broken up, and they're coming back, and Tom Cruise, help me, Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise is, is sitting there, and he says this line, and they're looking, and she's crying, and he's crying. He's like, you complete me. And he says it fast, you complete me. Like, that's the power. That's a, like, I'm, I'm confessing it, and then I'm understanding it. It's like coming to Jesus. I was like, you complete, you complete me. And then they kiss, and all the ladies are like, and I may be over on the side, like, oh, that's really good. Don't cry, don't cry. Keep swallowing. I've got to go use the restroom right now. Pause, you know. Um, here it is. And that is a great line, but it's not true. It's not true. Some of you are looking for your significant other. You're looking for a relationship to complete you. It won't. You're looking for a, a certain set of amount of money to complete you. It won't. You're, you've, you've asked and you've depending on your spouse to complete you. It won't. And when, whew, when it does, it's become your idol. Yes. When it has... It's become your idol. And, and thinking that our spouse is going to fulfill our life is like me taking these puzzles. And if I put half the pieces over here for this puzzle and another half of the pieces from this puzzle over there, and I tried to make one puzzle out of two contents of this box, it wouldn't work. I'd be trying to make something happen that these shapes are cut different, it works different, it interlocks different, it was never meant to go together. And hear me, that guy is, girls, you don't need a guy to complete you. It's gonna be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Understand, your value and your worth things, and you're worth it just because of who you are in Christ, not because you have a ring or you don't. Men, understand, you are 
important and you are successful not because of who you're in a relationship or how much money you make, but because of who Jesus Christ has made you and called you. Here's what it says in Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 16 through 19, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And check this, I I love this scripture. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people, every single person should know this. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And here's the result. May you experience the love of Christ, so it's too great to completely comprehend, to fully understand. Here's the result. Then you will be made complete. There it is. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Man, that's, that's what you're looking for. And your completeness is not going to be found in your, man, they can complement, but they can't complete. Casey is probably the biggest compliment of my life, right? I mean, we all understand I'm a big screw up and she's pretty and I'm a, I get it. I get it. You don't have to tell me that I outpunted my coverage. She, she didn't complete my life. Man, My life is complete in the fullness of his love. My value is based on Christ loved me and died for me. And understand your value, not because you're valuable and you're worth so much, not based on who's seeking you out and who you're in a relationship with, whether you're married, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, no matter what your status is. Man, if your status is in, I am a child of God and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, you're complete and you're worth it. It says this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5 of the message translation. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you're proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're, You're blessed, you're lucky, man, you are, you are fortunate when you come to this place where you're content with just who you, when you're great at being single, when you're awesome where you are, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment. You're proud owners. You can't buy contentment. You can't buy completeness. You can only find it in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I love this quote. It says this, you're single not because you're not good enough for one, it's that you're too good for the wrong one. You're single not because you're, too, you're not good enough for one, it's that you are too good for the wrong one. And when you know your value, you won't compromise on what you're asking and waiting for. Can I tell you, if you're complete with Jesus, I, I, I'm closing, I'm shutting down. If you're complete and you've worked through your stuff, all of us have our stuff, and we take our stuff from relationship to relationship to situation to situation until we start to decide to deal with it. Because what you don't deal with, what you refuse to identify, you refuse to deal with. Some of us, we've got stuff this morning we've got to deal with before we ever get into another relationship. But if you've dealt with your stuff, if you say, hey, hey, you know, I, I, I understand my completeness comes 
in Jesus Christ. I understand that my fullness comes in my personal relationship with him. I, I get it. If you're there, my encouragement would be this to you. Don't let somebody garage sell you. Don't, don't, don't let somebody garage sell you. What I mean by that is you go to a garage sale and there's a table that everything's for a dollar. There's everything 50 cents. We had one that everything was 25 cents, a quarter, okay? A quarter. And this guy comes in. It's the last garage sale we ever had because I was like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I can't not put my pastor hat on for another minute at a garage sale. So I'm convinced that hell is a giant garage sale. Um, I'm just convinced of it. This guy comes up and he's like, I'll give you a dime for that pair of shoes. I'm like, it's a quarter, sir. He's like, you're never going to sell anything with an attitude like that. I'm like, it's a quarter. Like it's a pair of shoes for a quarter. I'm like, are you, are you freaking kidding me right now? It's a quarter. And can I tell you, people will always try to undervalue what you value. And if you've got your, man, if you know your value and your worth, don't, don't you let somebody else tell you different. Don't let, don't you let somebody else tell you your damaged goods. Don't you let somebody else or a situation say, oh, well, you're never going to find that at this stage. When you know your value and when you know your worth, you won't settle for anything less. Listen to this. I'm done. Ephesians chapter chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He's created you as his masterpiece to engage in good things. Hear me, every single person in this place, live this life out with purpose every day, every choice, everything you're doing, and realize your completeness is found in him. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Man, we thank you for today. And God, I, I, I pray this message is something that every single one of us needs to hear. God, so many of us, we're looking for validation here. We're looking for validation here because we're incomplete. And we're trying to take these different pieces of puzzles and we're trying to put them into our life to make us feel more full and feel more complete. But God, it doesn't work that way. God, according to Ephesians, our completeness is found in you. When we understand how full, how high, how deep, how wide your love is for us. And when we grasp just a small concept, the word says we will never fully understand it. It's just way too big. We'll be made in completeness in you. And so, Lord, for some of us, we're, we feel so incomplete. And, Lord, I pray that we would stop trying to find something to fill our life and make us complete that never will make us complete. Because, Lord, it's only found in you. And so today, my, my prayer is this. Let every single one of us run with purpose. No matter if we thought we would be in this stage of life or not. No matter if we thought this would be the situation our life would be in or not. Let us run with purpose and let us be awesome where we are. Man, let us shine where we are. Let us step into significance where we don't let us wait for somebody to be somebody. God, let us take a cue from your servant, the Apostle Paul, and let us do what we can, where we can, with purpose and intentionality. Lord, I pray right now 
that this would become the reality in our life. In Jesus' name I pray, with heads bowed and eyes closed. This afternoon, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. Man, I haven't been running with purpose for a long time. I'm here. You're talking about feeling complete and whole and I'm not there because I'm not where I should be in my relationship with Jesus Christ and I need to recommit my life to him. Maybe you're here and you've never made this decision ever to serve Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but this is your time. This is your moment. I'm going to count to three and if that's you, all I want you to do is raise your hand. We're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life because we believe God sees a hand and he changes a heart. If that's you, don't, don't miss this moment. Don't put it off for another Sunday. Don't keep playing the game, but let's, let's get real so that we can see real change happen and we can live that purpose and we can finally become complete. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me today. There's one hand. Is there anyone else? You join this one hand that's lifted. Before we go any further today, you say, Justin, that's me today. And I want to join this one hand that's lifted. Is there anyone else before we go any further today? Say, Justin, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted. Join these two hands that are lifted. You say, Justin, that's me. That's me. Anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. God, I just confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, that I'm not where I should be, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I I ask that your love and your grace would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these two or three hands? Man, just an awesome round of applause. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.